Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Krenitsya, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and remarkable Ukrainians around the globe. Today is Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. And this episode is being produced for The Ukrainian Weekly, a global newspaper focused on the Ukrainian community since 1933. Our guest for this episode is Alexander Bornyakov, who is the Deputy Minister for the Ministry of Digital Transformation in Ukraine. Welcome, Alex. How are you? Hi, um, I'm, I'm fine. I can predict a couple of questions, so I'm, I'm good. I'm safe. Uh, I'm in a safe location, but there are no so much place, safe place left in Ukraine at this point. I realized that I've been doing some reading this morning about what's been going on, and it sounds like the Russians are really shelling Kiev incessantly at this point. So let's get started. You know, last time we talked was under better circumstances a year ago. We talked a little bit about your Dia City project, which, uh, as I understand it, is a virtual city that was created for the IT industry in Ukraine. I would imagine at this point that project is either quiet or on hold. Is that correct? Not entirely. So we're still getting applications from uh, companies. And today, actually, we reached 100 plus companies. So companies still registering, but of course, it's not uh, something that we expected. But given the circumstances, I think that's a good sign that companies still uh, see the future, they uh, trying to do business and, and look into the future. Let's talk a little bit about some of the activities that the ministry has been doing during the uh, Russia-Ukraine war. One of the interesting things that I was reading about is this idea of a Ukraine IT army. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, during the first day of war, there was a lot of requests from throughout Ukraine from people who wanted to help and they had resources, energy, and they wanted to make an impact to defend their homeland. So they were bombarding us with their lot of requests of like how we can help. So we decided to channel those requests and uh, ask them what we do in some structured way. So this is the idea behind the ITR. And so Michael Federer, gave this idea to create an uh, IT army of Ukraine to give an op uh, opportunity for Ukrainians to help in this senseless war with this Russian aggression to fight for this home, for their cities, for to help government, to help the uh, people of Ukraine. So this is how this, this all started. And I understand now there are about at least 300,000 participants in the army. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So this is a Telegram channel where everyone can join. So this is a volunteer-based uh, initiative. So you can join and then you can see the task and then uh, you can act. Like you, you can execute it. And what kind of activities are they undertaking? I've read something about a lot of the activities are DDoS or denial of service activities against Russian government sites. It's not just about sites. It's basically about disrupting disrupting digital 
infrastructure of the enemy and uh, also help with fighting propaganda with the media activities. So, but yeah, mostly it's about disrupting digital infrastructure of the enemy. And is it only Ukrainians who are participating in this or do you have recruits from around the world? I wouldn't call them recruits. Uh, I have uh, no idea who are those guys and we didn't actually ask them. So it's just the volunteers. And they, I, I believe there are some portion of them from uh, not from Ukraine, but I think most of them are Ukrainians. And at one point I read that the hacker group Anonymous actually participated in some activities against Russian government sites. Is that correct? Yeah, I saw their, their video where they actually said that they kind of fight with Putin's aggressions with the Russian and the Russians. I don't know if they're part of IT army, but well, <laughs> we, can, we, we could consider them part of the IT army because they also help us. But I think their group is doing and working independently. So on a different topic, I was reading that the, uh, the ministry has been undertaking a very active effort to get major Silicon Valley companies in the U.S. not to do business with Russia. How successful has that been? Pretty much successful. I'm sure everybody heard that so many companies left Russia. And I estimate more than 300 companies. We instantly working on uh, on this matter and communicating with more and more companies, asking them to stop this bloody business with Russia because they use those money not to develop the country, but to fuel the war, to fund the war. So uh, many big companies, tech giants, not just tech companies, but production, many manufacturing companies, uh, the marketing, many companies just leaving Russia because of this Putin's actions, of those Putin actions. And uh, also a lot of people, I, I see that a lot of people also helping us uh, independently again. They send information about uh, the war. They ask them to leave. Uh, so this is already like a massive initiative that being undertaken by a lot of people. And what about uh, cryptocurrency? I was reading something about uh, you've been very successful in raising a large amount of cryptocurrency funds to support the Ukrainian army. Yeah, so we managed to raise around $53 million at this point. Most of them, of course, were coming from, from BTC, from Ethereum, from USDT. and uh, we hope that's going to be more, but we already so sent thankful to those who already donated. This is what we really need. And uh, this war was unexpected to most of uh, Ukrainian people. And uh, it's so important right now to support our needs, our army, because uh, they defend us from this aggression and doing this pretty much successful. And what about the IT infrastructure in Ukraine at the moment? Uh, for example, internet service, has that been affected at all by the war? I wouldn't say there's a, there's a huge problem with the communication. In most regions, everything is working fine. Even uh, in those cities like Kharkiv, 
there's still connection. There are huge troubles in, in Mariupol, who's been heavily bombarded and surrounded. So there's no connection. Um, there's no connection in, in, in Kherson, which were invaded and occupied by Russians. There's almost no connection in Chernigiv, but Ukraine is big. And, and in most of, uh, most of the Ukrainian territory, there's still a reception, good res- cell reception and broadband internet in big cities working fine. And what about Ukrainian government websites? I know early on, just before the war, there were some attacks from uh, Russia, but that seems to have subsided at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So I, honestly, they they uh, constantly trying to disrupt and, and and get down their digital our digital infrastructure, but it's it's protected to uh, very well. So uh, government services are mostly like most of them are still available for Ukrainian citizens and. Uh, uh, their efforts are useless. So I haven't heard about the big incidents so uh, uh, today or late before. So let's hope it's going to be this way in the in, in future. And what kind of efforts have been underway to try to defend against Russian cyber attacks? I don't think I am in the liberty of command of commenting about this topic. So let's move forward. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience about regarding the situation in Ukraine now uh, with respect to cyber and digital? Well, I know that we've been struggling with this aggression for not just for the last like 20 days, but for the last eight years. So from many angles, it's going to be really hard to get over us in Cyberfront, having those eight years of uh, constantly, Russians constantly attacking us. We develop our cyber defense very good and it's in good shape. So <laughs> I don't think that they're going to win and we're going to prevail. So and, and most of the Ukrainian people su- support this point of view. And for a final question, would you care to comment on what the situation is in Ukraine now with IT workers and workers at startup companies? Are they still working at this point? Uh, Well, of course, at the beginning, there was a huge flow of refugees. So people were living east of the country and moving to the west. Some of them just moved outside Ukraine. I know a lot of people still in Ukraine, they're working. We help them with their different means, including like providing them Starlinks, which were enabled for Ukraine to have stable internet connection. Uh, Most of the companies trying to maintain their operations. Some of them opening offices in in Poland, in other countries in Europe. Some of them just move people to the West and, and continue their operations. Ukraine were famous about as an outsourcing destination. So we would like to maintain this reputation, to keep this reputation. And we, and I believe IT companies want to make sure that their clients will be delivered with what they requested and, and provide and continue to provide the service to them. So they do their best to do not stop anything. And just a follow on to that question, you mentioned Starlink. Can you explain to our audience what that is? 
Well, Starlink is basically a satellite internet provided by SpaceX, Elon Musk company, and uh, it gives your ability to set up a very like small satellite plate and receive satellite internet and immediately they have a Wi-Fi uh, router so you can just uh, supply internet in a radius of like 20, 25 meters around this satellite and, so, and you don't depend on any connections you just uh, you need you just need to have a battery and the latest uh, Starlinks that Elon Musk sent to us they can be uh, charged from the car. Very interesting. Alex, thank you so much for your time today and stay stay safe and Slava Ukraini. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. This is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Kranitsya, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and remarkable Ukrainians around the globe. And this episode has been produced for the Ukrainian Weekly a newspaper that has been reporting on the Ukrainian global community since 1933. And I'm Mike Burek, your host. I've been speaking with Alexander Bornyakov, the Deputy Minister with the Ministry of Digital Transformation in Ukraine. Until next time, that's all for now.